From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. We'll talk about Ole Miss basketball's win over Vanderbilt Saturday in Oxford. The Commodores are awful. Also discuss Ole Miss baseball with their 4-0 week, including a 3-0 stretch in Greenville, North Carolina, as they beat High Point, East Carolina, and Indiana in back-to-back-to-back days. They've got Memphis tomorrow and uh, got four games against Tigers this week. Princeton coming in this weekend for the final um non-conference weekend of the year. So that sets up uh, main news as we go into uh, into the week, into this Monday morning show as well. So podcast brought to you single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Ribs, lunch specials, daiquiris, you know the drill by now, all the different things you can get there at the convenience store. You also get great gas prices courtesy of the SpeedPass Plus app, the mobile rewards program, and more. And again, you can do from the Clark Ford studio. We are uh, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number and uh, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within uh, 15 minutes in business hours. No hassle, no haggle, right to the bottom line. Get your quote, and the rest is uh, up to you. You um, can shop it around, of course, or you can do what I've done. Let's get into a Clark, Clark Ford. Today, you'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale, and... Uh, They'll take really good care of you. We say it all the time. Corey wants to be your truck guy. He wants to be your car guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guests will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food is on the square in Oxford. It is a uh, great place for you this weekend coming up. I think uh, Ole Miss at Mississippi State on Saturday. We'll watch that game. On the square, Rafters would be a great place to do it. All the big screens there at uh, Rafters, they'll have some uh, drink specials as well. And then, of course, on Sunday, uh, they'll have the uh, Bluegrass Brunch. starts at 1045, live bluegrass music, uh, chicken and waffles, uh, all the things that you would expect there, and mimosas, Bloody Marys, and more. Rafters, music, and food on the square in Oxford. How are you hearing us, guys, in the live stream? I had to unplug my part of something this morning. Just kind of curious. How are the volumes? How are the levels? What are we getting before we start real quick um, for those on the uh, on the stream? Oh, we got a new Bachelorette. They didn't name one. Who was it? Uh, it's uh, Yeah, this leaked out last week. It's uh, oh. Claire uh, Crawley. She's been on the show before as a contestant. and she was, But not this season. No, no. She's The, the news on her is she's older. She's 38. They've already supposedly they've done a lot of recasting since they made this decision, gotten rid of some of the younger guys, and there's going to be some older guys. There's some guys with kids, stuff like that. They're they're clearly Are trying we going more family friendly. I don't know about that. I think they're just trying to get people who are a little more serious about it, who are actually searching for something that's other than quasi real. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the I think that's the problem that they discovered. I mean, it's, you know understandable okay i think the problem they discovered with the younger people is if you get the younger females and males but but in this last season it was female contestants because it was a male lead 
they find that they're really there for their social media presence. That's probably fair, isn't it? Well, as the father of a daughter who told me recently that she wanted to go on there and had no no reason, it was not because she wanted to find her husband, it was because she wanted to boost her social media profile. I can see how that would... She's probably not alone. <laughs> Just saying that's a that's a thing. She probably has company. Okay, that's uh that's fair. Um Oh yeah, New York. Um sorry, I was reading from the live stream a little bit. I'm kind of thrown off a little this morning by the audio deal, so um, my apologies. Um I will say this, I was just thinking about we're doing the live stream, worried about compressor issues and all this stuff. Last night had about 20 minutes left with uh, Carly Ann before bedtime. And she just wanted to watch a movie, didn't have time for a movie. And I'm like, all right, what do I have here? And she asked for football. And I was like, well, it's A, you don't actually want to watch football. And B, it's not football season. But let me see what's on our sports tab. And she likes animals. She said it on bull riding. And it was that PBR that um, sponsored with us way back in the day when we talked to the bull rider and the whole deal. Oh, yeah. That was kind of back in the salad days a little bit there. I, I got to thinking about it. And I, I was. Uh, I Googled a little bit, and I was looking around. I think at that point, it was pretty much PBR and air filters. That's about all we had going around that uh, that, that time. That was that was probably early 2012, but the, uh, the the first time I'd seen that, and it kind of sent me down a wormhole a little bit because I found that bull that we were talking about back in the day, the bushwhacker that nobody could ride, and it was why we had the dude on, and they were coming to Tupelo and the whole deal with the with the bull. But it was uh, – I remember vaguely. No, you don't. You don't really have Pretty, all this eight years ago. Not, not really. I think it was early 2012. If I have that right, might have been 13, but somewhere, uh, so, so somewhere in there. But yeah, bull riding last night took me. Uh, I saw where now some of them wear helmets. Some of them still wearing cowboy hats, but I, I saw some helmets last night on the bull riding. Yeah, I mean, I would think that's uh, a little more smarter. Throwing off a bull, middle of the air, a land on your head. I want more than a cowboy hat on there. I'm guessing. It took a long time to get there, though. Probably, probably pretty frowned upon inside the industry for a while until enough people did it. That's a good point. You're going to be that guy. That's it's kind of like the Hans device in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Seriously, for a long time, guys wouldn't do it because it, it people viewed it as soft. Then Dale Earnhardt Jr. died. Senior died, not Dale Earnhardt Jr. <clears throat> Dale Earnhardt Sr. died, and all of a sudden guys go, you know what? I might start trying the Hans device. And now everybody wears it. It's kind of like, I mean, any sport, if you want the sport to survive, you've got to kind of keep up with it. It's, it's, it's why the people are watching with interest to see some of the tweaks to football with the kickoffs and stuff like that. You know, you do, as a, as a goal, want to minimize injury. It's why I was listening, I was driving Carson over to Tupelo and back Saturday and listening to a debate about the new uh, labor agreement that's being proposed in the NFL that adds a 17th game. And the number of players who are just simply against it is is pretty interesting. They want they want concessions in return, of course. What is the early thought on what's actually going to happen there? Oh, that it'll probably pass because ultimately the owners have such control because the locker room is full of you know, a lot of guys who are, crazy as this sounds, somewhat paycheck to paycheck, and they, they'll be in desperate need of a paycheck, and at some point they'll go, oh, screw it, let's just take it. And then years later, when they're bitching about the deal, well, you took the deal. It's interesting, the you know, the 
it's like anything else. I mean, there's a the, the percentage of players that get the highest percentage of the money. There's there's a great disparity between say what Russell Wilson makes in Seattle and what you know the backup defensive lineman makes in Seattle. So Russell Wilson probably can take a few months and say, hey, yeah, let's let's hold out for a better deal. The other guys, hey, well, I need whatever. Yeah, I need whatever's backup coming. Defensive lineman's got bills to pay. So, um, I guess baseball is a place to start from an Ole Miss standpoint. I, I don't know that I was getting to it anyway. Did you read that story I sent you this morning in your email? Uh, no, I have been writing recruiting. I have not even. Okay. I literally just checked my email. Okay. Get, yeah, all good. Uh, let's start there then, recruiting. What happened over the weekend? We'll come to baseball in a minute. Uh, a bunch of 16- and 17-year-old boys came to campus. How many? What was the number? I don't know the exact number. Uh, it looked like it was about 50. I talked to as many as I could. That's a good number, though. That's good. It wasn't 200. That's good. It was a good number. Yeah. It was, it, Stayed more sane. It was It was sane. It was controllable. That's uh, always degrees of chaos from a media standpoint that is made more chaotic when certain events occur. probably know what I'm referring to. I do. Um, so, yeah, it was um, – it was, it was good. They, they had a lot of kids in. Um, I'll start checking with them, the ones that I can today, to find out kind of how it went. They, they had a kind of a program plan that began around 11 o'clock, and I'm told it went till about 5. Some stayed a little later than that. Some left earlier than that. Some kids were leaving because spring break is upon us in different places. Some kids were taking spring break and, and doing the tour. Like there was one kid that was leaving – Oxford last night and was going to go as far as he could towards Fayetteville. He was visiting Arkansas today. I think he was visiting Tennessee later in the week. It's that kind of thing. So I'm always fascinated to see what our subscribers want from those kind of junior days because I think what they're hoping for is conclusive data from junior days, and it's not that. It's a data point. In multiple ways. A, most of the conversations, at least immediately, are before the camp. So, hey, what are you looking for? What, well, that stuff's outdated in five hours because they will have either gotten it or not gotten it by that point. Yes, and that is the one question that kept getting asked that you just want to scream. Are you writing this in the next 30 minutes? Because if you are, it's newsworthy. If you're not writing it until, I don't know, Wednesday – why the hell are you wasting a third of the minute and a half that you have with this kid on that question? What are you hoping to see today? The answer to that question, no matter how eloquent and profound it may be, and these are 16, 17-year-old boys, it's not eloquent or profound, is unusable Wednesday or Thursday to the same it might be the lead. John Doe was hoping he would see this. You know, I talked to him on Monday, and he did see that. <laughs> well, damnedest thing. If you followed up on it, yeah, but or or I guess you could just assume that he saw exactly what he was wanting to see, and you could write it in a different. I love tense. I love junior day recruiting questions. I love them. They crack. Me well, up. I mean, I think I think it's you can do it in a newsworthy way if you say, okay, you're here today. What's the rest of your visit schedule? You know, do you have a leader right now? What is it that you're looking for generically in a school? You know, have you talked to Ole Miss much? And if the answer is, you can kind of get an idea of how big of a priority a kid is when his answer is not really yet. Mm -hmm. 
this is uh, okay. Then this is exploratory. Well, and you'd be or amazed it, at the hey, how, hey, who's recruiting you, and whether they can name the position coach well, or not. One kid yesterday that was asked, David Johnson asked him, um, "Who's recruiting you here?" And he said, "Freddie Roach." Yeah, he's not here anymore, so that's yeah. probably a sign. But now he was invited here, so that means that there's some exploration going They'll on. They'll reconnect the, with someone, and there you but go. But nothing's yeah. imminent. And then there were some kids where, yeah, I talked to them every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, like, like the Kenji Christian, the running back from Pinson, Alabama. Kevin Smith calls me every morning. Well, then we know okay, then, then you're a priority. And the fact that you're here on the first day after the dead period says that you're pretty interested too. So there's some things you can read into that. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going to do it, the old here's my formulaic questions, you're not going to get anything out of it. And if you're trying to to sleuth where a kid's leaning and stuff, I mean, you can ask that question on March the first, and when he tells you nowhere, you take his word for it. Hey, I've waited for this my turn in the season. It just started, and I'm going to go look at some schools. Who needs you the most? Huh? Who needs you the Who most? Who needs you the most? And the kids can't answer that. I mean, how can they possibly know? The one kid I really liked the most was this Keenum kid, the big. Four-star defensive tackle from Birmingham. Okay, he said he's waiting till February. So, I, out of curiosity, said, "Why?" Great answer. Because by then, all the coaches that are going to get fired have been fired. Okay, cool. Nice. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> Agreed. It's hard to fault that answer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, okay. So I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I. I think. I mean, nothing against the ones that go, well, it's my aunt's birthday. Okay. Well, that's cool, too. That's I cool, have no too. problem. Yeah, no, but yeah. this is this. That's interesting. It was my grandmother's birthday, and she died, and I'm going to honor her. Yeah, sure. Ooh. No problems. Awesome. Roll with it. Yeah. Like I said, Mark Britt named a date, and my gosh, he did that date. No and problems. Mark Britt still hasn't signed, which tells you that there's an academic issue, which is known. Known. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think there are always things that if you – just take your time and slow down and, and kind of follow it along. You can sort of get something out of junior days, but the atmosphere there is, is such that it's difficult to do a lot of that. You can't have in an hour 50 meaningful recruiting conversations with kids. You, you, you do have to sort of pick and choose which guys you're going to talk to a little bit. <clears throat> but the what are you hoping to get out of today He signed scholarship papers, Britt. I don't know. I would assume. But if you're Ole Miss or any other school, you don't want to sign a kid to an NLI if the kid can't make it. You lose the spot. Because you lose the spot. For a year. For a year, yeah. For a calendar year. For a calendar year. So that means that for a program like Ole Miss, for example, if you, you know, we're, we're Lane Kiffin, as he said, hey, we got in here late. You know, this thing is so much of recruiting is done by December. Basically, we're going to save some scholarships. You're saving them so that you can take a bigger class in 2021 mm-hmm. and backdate. Well, if you take if you sign a kid and he doesn't qualify, that's one that you don't get to use until February. I don't know what he signed. I mean, I, he could have signed a calendar for all I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was signing. 
I mean, that was the question on in the thread. even when it's all completely above board, no big deal. And usually, it's not actually the scholarship papers that are being signed. It's just a piece of almost paper. never. Yeah, it's yeah. usually just a piece of paper. Yes, yeah, so I don't. He was not signing. I tell you this: what he signed was not a, a issued NLI because I, I know what those things look like, and that was not one. So he was signing some sort of document. Yeah. Said it had Ole Miss letterhead. Somebody yeah. thinks so it. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't have any idea. No clue. Uh, basketball. Beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt just terrible. Still yeah. really unsure how they beat LSU. So is LSU. <laughs> I mean, for keeping it real. Um, what's the path out of this Wednesday thing? Is there one? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 well, it's, it requires a lot of moving parts. It requires Ole Miss to beat Missouri on Wednesday, obviously, and then to beat Mississippi State on Saturday in Starkville, which will be a, a tall task. order. It requires Arkansas losing its, I wrote this in 10 thoughts. I wish I had it in front of me. I, I don't. Arkansas losing both of its remaining two games. Arkansas had a big loss on, on Saturday at Georgia to basically kill their tournament hopes. Um, think it requires Missouri also losing to Alabama on Saturday, which is doable. Certainly doable. Alabama playing for its life right now. They'll they'll be motivated to play in Columbia on Saturday. That won't be a, a sleepwalk. Yeah, I got it up now. Ole Miss would need to go 2-0 and this week and have Arkansas and Missouri lose out. Arkansas plays A&M, I think, and then they finish at home against – no, they play LSU at home Wednesday. And then at a and then at A and M on Saturday, so Arkansas could lose both games. LSU's perfectly capable of beating Arkansas uh, in Fayetteville, and then I mean it's a coin toss chance at at A and M at best for the Hogs. Um, Missouri could easily lose to Alabama. Uh, Georgia's got a pretty tough final week, I think. I think they have Florida, and then maybe at Tennessee. And they're so weird. They are. They're playing a little better right now. That damn Edwards is something else, dude. They Flo- are Florida athletic. at home at LSU. Okay. So, Georgia's going to have a hard time going 2-0 and this week. Um, and if you're Ole Miss, I mean, look, it depends on, I mean. Do we care? Depends on how yeah. much fantasy you're you're wanting to buy into. If, if your goal is, hey, we just want to make it as far in Nashville as possible, cool. Um. You know, you'd love to get out of that 12-13 game. You'd rather play Vanderbilt than you would play Georgia. Anthony Edwards plays for Georgia. He does not play for Vanderbilt. Um, you know, and that gets you to Thursday, and then it becomes tall order time. Uh, to You'd rather start on Thursday. If, you, if you're going to entertain the, hey, we want to see if we could pull the upset of upsets and have the 30 for 30 done about our tournament, yeah, the run here. You're much better off not playing until Thursday. And then you win and you get to the quarters on Friday and you pull it off and suddenly you wake up on Saturday well, morning and you're like, hey, yeah. guys, you know, if we could just somehow find a way to upset somebody today, we'll get a shot at it tomorrow. Yeah. That's realistically not happening if you have to play on Wednesday. Your legs at some point just die. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Jump shots don't fall and your legs die. Yeah, and all of a sudden you just, yeah, you saw it. I tell you, when you saw it, I it, I, I can vividly remember it. It was the year that Ole Miss mm-hmm. won the tournament. I knew, I knew that's what you were thinking. Yeah, Vanderbilt had to play early, and they knocked off Kentucky in the quarters. Yeah, they played Thursday, Friday, and by yeah. Saturday, 
And on Saturday, they had a double-digit lead on Ole Miss, if I remember right, in the first half. And then suddenly in the second half, everything was front rim. And that you know what that means. It's not, hey, we forgot how to shoot. It's our legs are toast. Yeah. And Ole Miss ran away from them in the second half and won the game and ultimately won the tournament. But, you know, you, that that third game, man, especially if you're playing a team that, that has is playing its first game, that second, Total different. that second half, a little different creature. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get into baseball in one second. Before we do that, I'll about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing and rates right now at their all-time lows for uh, for thirty-year mortgages, depending on uh, you know some different things. But either way, good time to refinance. Don't call in the last year. I'm probably making. um good time to uh, to purchase as well. There with Community Mortgage six six two two three four two seven zero four or J L O W E at communitymtg.com. What's your interest rate? Do you know? Uh, right now it's like four and a quarter. Mine's under four. I could get a you three. You can get some per, stuff close to three right now. I could now. get a three. You think about moving from – think about it. I don't know. I'm a little old to be refinancing, but still, it's crossed my mind. Rebel fans, renew your football season tickets by March 31st to secure your seats in the vault this season. Tickets start at just $199. can be purchased by visiting um, fb.olemistix.com. Fresh off tournament win, the Ole Miss baseball team is back at Swayze hosting Memphis on Tuesday at 6.30, then back this weekend as they host Princeton. General admission tickets are available by visiting OleMissTicks.com. Join the men's hoops team back in the pavilion on Wednesday for senior night as the Rebels take on Missouri at 8 p.m. First, 1,000 fans will receive a commemorative Brian Tyree poster. Tickets remain and can be purchased by visiting OleMissTicks.com. The Ole Miss softball team kicks off a full week of games at the Ole Miss softball complex starting on Tuesday and Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, and then they host Central Florida for a weekend series beginning on Friday. Admission is free. For more information, visit OleMissSports.com and join the Ole Miss women's tennis team back at home this weekend as they host Georgia at 3 p.m. and again on Sunday as they host Tennessee at 1 p.m. Admission is free. For more information, you can visit OleMissSports.com. Our friends at Blue Delta Jeans, are uh, accepting orders for uh, the return of Duck Canvas. Longtime Blue Delta Jeans clients will remember this durable, long-lasting fabric back in stock in uh, by popular demand in canyon brown, green, gray, and navy at 10.5 ounces. This Georgia milled fabric will provide you with the ultimate American-made pant that is nearly unbreakable. For more information or to place your order today, visit BlueDeltaJeans.com or reach out to Blue Delta Jeans on social media at Blue Delta Jeans. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. Iron Horse Grill specializes in on-site large catering events for up to 250 people and off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. If you're planning a birthday party, a graduation celebration, a rehearsal dinner, or a wedding reception, you want to be able to enjoy the moment. The Iron, the Iron Horse Grill is your answer. It's a one-stop shop for beverage services for a 250- to 500-person wedding or even a 3,500-person gala. Iron Horse Grill is one of the largest beverage caterers in Mississippi. It can service the entire state. So call Sarah Black at 601-398-0151 for your catering needs and knock that off your worry list. Let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. 
podcast is brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. G&M there on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. Flu season still uh, still lingering around. If you're uh, late to the party, still get your flu shot. Flu vaccines available to Zuard, our coach pay on most insurance plans. Not to wait in line or anything to get you out as quickly and painlessly as possible. They also deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer MedSync to uh, make sure you get the prescriptions when you need it and more. Again, 662-236-2222. So, um, baseball, again, 4-0 and week, 3-0 and over the weekend. They have moved up to number nine nationally in both D1Baseball.com and Baseball America's Top 25s. That is from 13 in Baseball America, from 15 in, uh, in D1 Baseball. They've won 10 in a row since losing the opening day against Louisville. Um, credit to East Carolina, by the way. Other than the fact they didn't stream all three games. Um, if you're going to host a tournament, stream all the games. It's 2020. Um, really good camera work. Play-by-play guy was excellent. For a, for a non-SEC that has to do everything in-house to that level, they're – from a camera standpoint, the second best I've seen behind Tulane, um, and they had by far the best play-by-play guy other than the guy at Long Beach State a few years ago. Even though I was out there, everybody was raving about him. So uh, East Carolina did a really nice job on Saturday with that with that broadcast. Some like that pretty good crowd. Um, look, Ole Miss won games a lot of different ways. They just beat High Point, and they, was the, they were the better team. Won a baseball game on Friday. They went a 2-1 game in cold, windy conditions on Saturday against East Carolina. Because in those games, play defense, don't walk anybody, and just get out of there. They scored both runs in the second inning. They overcame starting the game with two straight errors. They were pretty sloppy early. I, some of that's young kids in a first-road environment, I think, a little bit. Got a little carried away. Um, sure. And then they just out-hit Indiana yesterday. Indiana came back, uh, scored enough to tie it up at 5 and I think the 6th, maybe the 7th. And the next half inning, Ole Miss added four more, took the lead back, and uh, ended up winning the game. Look, Mike's still trying to figure out some bullpen stuff. He's going to be trying to figure out bullpen stuff for a while. I mean, that was that was the most interesting part of following it through the live uh, the, the the live thread yesterday. Was he brings in Benji Gilbert? He brings in Logan Savelle yesterday. Two young guys haven't thrown much. You have to use them right now. You have to see what you have, especially with Gilbert, because you only have two left-handed relievers. Of course. So see if both of them can pitch and who and who can't. You can't you can't on one side go, hey, you gotta win the game. Why are you throwing that guy? And then in April go, hey, Mike's not using enough arms. We're using the same guys over and over and over again. No, use the bullpen. See what it looks like. It's gonna be all right. Had they had they lost yesterday but learned something, that's a net win. That's a positive. Of course. You'll you'll take learning something over a win right now. They've got uh, thirty SEC games left. Yes, they do. And thirty one if you count state, because it technically counts. And so you gotta figure it out. I mean, you you can't you can't wait until April to find out if hey if this guy's might might be an answer or not. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you play the games in February and now early March. You got to figure it out. You absolutely have to find out whether a guy can pitch or not. And one outing won't do it. You got to figure it out multiple times. I mean, they they play a couple of games this week and then they play. Princeton this weekend, and then they, well, I think, two. They go to ULM. You go to Monroe for a couple. And then come back and play LSU. Yeah, and so you got you to gotta pitch people. You can't lean on the same arms all year long out of the bullpen, day in, day out, day in, day out. And then in May, when those guys are toast, it's kind of like the basketball conversation about mm-hmm. legs. Same thing. You know, if, if your roster's too thin – where you find, figure it out. So he he can't can't fire every bullet he's got right now. Just 
And he's being as he should be being very protective of pitch counts with the starters right now. They're not getting extended at all. He's to me that's the most promising thing, even beyond all of the other stuff. The one thing that has to be, I wrote this in ten thoughts a little bit. I haven't seen this team obviously, but covered enough baseball to sort of understand some of the equations. When you have three weekend starters, who every time they take the ball, they give you a chance to win games. That is step one in college baseball. It's the one thing, if you don't have it, you spend the whole season. So you cover those teams occasionally where on Saturday and Sunday they're just scuffling all year to find some dude to give them five innings, give up four runs, and yeah. just keep you in it. And it's going, oh, my God. It's tough. The offense gets pissed and suddenly, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a problem. That guys are trying to hit six-run home runs in the second inning, and that's, that's a recipe for disaster. And this team – to this point, doesn't seem to have that problem. They have three guys who every time they hand them the ball can go dominate an opponent. That gives you a real chance. But he's doing absolutely the right thing. In, yeah, he he in, got dominant out at 78 pitches yesterday. Smart. Yeah. Let, let him finish him, on a shutdown inning. Yeah, what are you going to do? You let him go to 105 and then all of a sudden he's, his arm doesn't feel – uh-uh. Like you said, I mean, look – yeah, you go into every game going, okay, objective number one, win. But especially in baseball, this isn't this doesn't apply to football. It doesn't probably really apply to, to college basketball. It does in the NBA, but not at the college level. There are such a thing in college baseball as games where early on you go, you know what, this might be a schedule loss. This just might not be this. This is not a day to go for it. If we win today, it's because we just hit the hell out of it. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you'll see NBA teams. Uh, you know the the back end of a back to back sit a couple of guys. And you're like, why are they doing that? Because they're keeping the long range in mind. They're keeping the big picture in mind. He's absolutely doing the right thing by getting guys out. In Diamond's case, on a positive note with some confidence and stuff, but you're also protecting pitch counts. It's a slow build because when you get to those games in mid to late April that are – that's when you want to push a little. That's when you take a guy to 100 pitches, 105 pitches to save your bullpen it's some. Warmer. Yeah, it's warmer. Built Air-conditioned. They've built up some arm strength. and There's a reason in Arizona that – Spring training lasts as long as it does. In the first couple of outings, the starter goes an inning. Yeah. Then he goes two innings. And I thought Diamond was actually better yesterday than maybe Mike gave him credit for. He he only allowed a run in, in or runs in one inning. Um, Indiana hit a couple solo bombs off of him in the fourth. Came back, got a one two three, uh, got a one two three fifth. He um, retired nine in a row after a leadoff walk to start the game to get through the first, the second, and the third. I, I thought he was fairly dominant at times. Um, Mike said the stuff wasn't necessarily where he saw it. Below maybe a touchdown, but was good. And, you know, that's what I thought in the fall. Um, but that's a sign of a good pitcher. I relayed the story in the fall that I thought the biggest sign for him was it was probably mid-October, early October, and he was sick. He'd had a virus for a couple of weeks. He had just come back. He had definitely lost a little weight, lost some strength. And he threw three innings in an inner squad, and it wasn't perfect, but he would give up a couple runs. He kind of pitched his way through it at like 86 to 88. And I thought, okay, that's he's going to be 90 to 93 most of the year. So if he's been able to pitch and just get out at 86 to 88, we, you're, you're cooking with something all of a sudden now. It's, it's a different game. So he's, he's really looked good in his three starts. 
Yeah, well, there aren't too many Jacob DeGroms out there. Yeah. Who just every time out, they've got four incredible just pitches. And they just, yeah, just, you know, good luck, fella. Most guys have to work some. You have to learn how to pitch a little bit. You have to learn how to work when you don't have your best stuff. You don't have your feel for your curveball. You, maybe you're having a hard time snapping mm-hmm. a slider. Maybe you're having a hard time with your, your location a little bit, with your accuracy. You just don't quite feel right. Can't, can't quite feel right on the mound. That happens. Can't get your landing spot exactly the way you want it. Maybe the pitcher for the other team is really screwing your mound up. <laughs> Good pitchers figure out how to work around that, how to work through that. Because obviously when a kid like Diamond or Nikhazy or Hogland or the kids at Vanderbilt or whatever, when they've got their great stuff, when, they're, when they walk out there and from pitch one it just feels right, they're winning. Mm-hmm. That happens. And, you know, you'll get that happen. You'll run into that a couple times. 15, over the 20% of the time. The yeah. other times you gotta you got to work. I think they're off to a good start. I haven't watched them, but you can look at the numbers – and there I've are had, good signs. The, yeah. the one thing I've been asked is all the strikeouts, and I haven't looked around the country. You probably have. I'm going to go out and venture a guess that this is the beginning of a trend nationally. It's both. It's up, and they're striking out too much. It's both. Now, they, they are. It, it's all of it is how you strike out. They're just missing too many fastballs right now. That's what I – but if I have a concern for them offensively, is that up and down the order, it's not like they're – struggling with some off-speed stuff. they got some guys with some hand-speed issues. They're just missing fastballs, yeah. and that's a, that's a problem. Um, you know, I want to see – Kel Baker needs to kind of figure it out a little bit. He had that huge game. Um, it's Louisville now. I don't know. It's all running together, whenever it was. Otherwise, hasn't hit much, struggled with, struggled with velocity, struggled with speed, which he didn't show because he hit those home runs off Bobby Miller, and I thought, okay, well, that's that's big. But he, he's had a hard time. Some of the freshmen – Scouting reports, as we talked about the other day, getting a little quicker to get out. You're seeing a lot more off-speed stuff early in counts. You're starting to – I'm seeing a lot of, hey, let's off-speed, 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 away, 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 bust in. A lot sure. of getting them leaning, getting them out over the plate a little bit, and they're not they're not handling that and not adjusting to that very well. First but, time they've really seen it. But, look, it's, it's, a, it's only 11, 12 games, whatever it is, they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And when you do that – it's it's an equalizer. I mean, that's what I said yesterday. They were one for six runners in scoring position. They were three for fifteen runners on base, but they hit three two home run, two two run home runs. Well, that's six runs, and you're going to win yeah. baseball games. Sure. So as long as you can run it out of the park, okay. But just giving you a warning now: if that is your offense, there are going to be a couple weeks where that doesn't work, and you're going to look like crap. If that's your offense, you're going to have a weekend somewhere down the road where someone's going to sweep you. Yeah, because you're just not going to hit the ball in the gap or out of the ballpark, and yeah. it is what it is. Unless you just pitch it lights out. Yeah. No, you've got to be able to manufacture runs. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to talk to Mike Clement about it. That's kind of what I'm working on this week a little bit, figure out where, where what their thoughts are on it, where they see it. Because, I mean, they're I'm not a huge batting average person, but their batting averages are not good right now. What about their on-base percentage? I'm far more into I'm far more into OBP. and, and Their team OBP is 372. Could be a little higher. Yeah. That's, that's college baseball with a limited bat. That's a little low. Um, are they taking many walks? Yeah, they're walking a lot. They've already walked 58 times. It's just so interesting how throughout baseball it's become a three-outcome game. Walk, strike out, home run. Remember when you are kids and you played home run derby? Mm-hmm. It's almost like – and I'm being very hyperbolic here. But there is a, a trend towards this. There's fewer and fewer hitters that are able to take a different approach at the plate at bat to at bat. There's so many guys who – 
because they can launch the damn thing 400 feet, it's kind of the one thing they do. They're, they're hunting a certain pitch. They're taking more pitches. They're, they're drawing walks, but they're striking out a lot. They're on pace for the most strikeouts in, in program history for a season. Um, well above the pace, if you're going to be honest. Yeah. But again, it's 11, 12 games, whatever it is. Let's let's see. But it's still a pretty small sample size. It's, it's both. It's a small yeah. sample size, and it's 20% of the season. Yes. At the same time. That's why yeah. college baseball is weird when it comes yeah. to sample sizes because – yeah, it's a hundred percent both. Um, I mean, be they, curious to see what they look, what the numbers look like after. Let's see, they have one, four. You want to see LSU when they come game. back from either LSU or when they come back from Fayette, from College Station. Yeah, I think after LSU that will have been twenty games. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, you know, I, I do think at that point that's about one third of the season, twenty games. You you're can becoming, look at it. You're beginning to be what you are. You probably look at it that weekend after that and go, well, this is probably what you can expect. They've struck out 109 times. Which is a lot. In 11 games. That's a lot. I mean, it's almost 10 strikeouts a game. The, the school record's 8.2 per game. And that's a bunch. And that was that 99 team with drop five bats. Whole different game. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a complete. Yeah. If you got those bats, you do want three outcome. You're trying to hit the ball the ballpark. Yeah. But you see more and more of this. I mean, this is, this is a, all the way up at the major league level. I was watching and listening to some MLB games this weekend just – passing time and, or as background and multiple broadcast crews were talking about this, that hitting coaches are trying to educate hitters at the major league level about, hey, you've got to have a two a B swing. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys don't have a B swing. Here's the numbers you love if you're Ole Miss. Walks. Ole Miss has walked 58 times. Their opponents have only walked 33 times. Tons of free bases compared to your opponent. They're not, Ole Miss's staff is not walking people, and they are drawing a lot of walks. They're taking pitches. They're doing a good job. And then what Hayden Dunhurst has done early behind the plate for Ole Miss to neutralize this thing, Ole Miss as a team has stolen 16 of 17 bases. They've only been thrown out once. They're 16 of 17. Their opponents, one of seven. This is stunning. Though. They're just not running on them. What kind of home runs are they giving up? Home runs? How many home runs are they giving up? Uh, they hit 21 and give up, giving up nine. Which nine is probably about the national average, if you make yeah. me guess, because Ole Miss leads the country in home runs right yeah. now. So those, I would assume those are, those are good metrics. Those are really good metrics. But the, the fact that teams have just stopped running on Dunhurst is 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 a stark situation for a freshman. Sure. I mean, because they have, they've just kind of quit. E- ECU was trying to get something generated and screwed up a kind of a slap hit and run thing, and the guy got thrown out. But that was it. I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody else tried running on him all weekend. Well, when you have a pop time like his, the numbers tell you not to run. Mm-hmm. And it's a credit to the pitchers, too. They're doing a pretty good job of holding on with the mostly right-handed staff. Because a lot of times in college baseball, it's the pitcher that the yeah. stolen base is on anyway. So they're doing a pretty good job with keeping guys close and, 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 and handling the run game over there um, to the best of their ability. But Look, they're good. Here's what else is going on. You already got 10 non-con wins. You're counting to 20. What's the goal? Yeah. You're halfway there. You're in good shape. You've got a couple – UNA jokes aside, you've got a couple gimmies left on the schedule. Just keep pitching well. Now you got to figure out this midweek thing a little bit, who's going to throw. But they're 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 on pace, look. I mean, and in a league that is a little strange right now, um, got popped over the weekend a little bit. They had yeah. a hard time in uh, in Houston. Arkansas went 0-3 oh oh in the Big 12 SEC Challenge thing. LSU was 1-2. and two. Um, Yeah, I think LSU went 1-2. and two. Um, LSU got no hit by Oklahoma uh, as well. I saw that. 
Alabama's twelve and zero. Um, they've played no one, but they are twelve and zero. Um, I'm them. I don't play anybody either. I'm trying to build a little confidence. Northeastern, UNLV, and Harvard have been their uh, their weekend series, and they've played Alabama State and Middle Tennessee. I mean, just we have no idea. I don't know. Maybe they're better than we think, but maybe they suck. I well, don't if you're know. them, like I said, you just want to kind of build a little. And frankly, conference. they don't play anybody. They play Lipscomb, and then they even open with Missouri. I don't know. And then they go to Fayetteville. Are RPIs out yet? It's, I'm not. I refuse. It's too early. Xavier's like 14. Yeah. I refuse. No, I don't know. They're getting talked about a lot on the board and on the social media, but no, I'm I'm not doing that. Um, Auburn's only losses so far have been to that sweep at UC, against UCF. They're ten and three. LSU seven and five has the worst overall record in the uh, in the West. But now right their now. five have come against pretty good teams for the most part, right? Do what now? Their their five losses have come against pretty good teams. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, LSU's got some issues. Um, I don't love their team right now. They lost to Indiana. They lost to Nichols in a midweek. They lost the game to Eastern Kentucky. They lost to Baylor and they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. A couple, couple but, of bad ones then. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not perfect. Um, so Arkansas's losses have come to Oklahoma, Baylor, and Texas. Texas. Yeah, they lost six three eight seven three two, and Casey Martin is in a dreadful slump for them right now. So that's part of it as well. He just he looks terrible. Is he a hitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's they're one or first or second best player, depending on how you want to go against him and Herstad. Uh, uh, State got beat two out of three at Long Beach over the weekend. They're seven and four. JT again still on the shelf. Nobody wants to talk about it. They keep going. Yeah, I don't know. Just a little sore. I've seen that game yeah. before. Um, Kumar Rocker got scratched Saturday with a sore, with a little soreness. I hate that for him. Seriously, Corbin went on and on and on about how it wasn't a big deal to relax, but we'll we'll see. Probably is not a big deal. Probably just being really protective. I'm, I'm more. This is really not fair to Lamonis. I'm more out to believe Corbin than I am State's program on that between the two of them. Well, because Corbin typically is pretty honest about stuff, and State is almost always really propagandish about everything. It's my experience. Mm-hmm. If you're Corbin with a kid like Rocker, well, frankly, with your entire staff, and the reputation that you have as a program. As, he's shut down as long as he needs to be shut down. Yeah, you have this reputation as a program that has legitimately developed so many major leaguers. And that's part of what you do. If Kumar Rocker tells you, I don't feel right, he doesn't pitch. And that's it. The end. Mm-hmm. And if you lose a game, you lose a game. You're, you'd, you'd rather lose a game and get him healthy and avoid some terrible thing than him get hurt on your watch. Yeah, for a number of reasons, and and also I'm sure that Tim Corbin likes Kumar Rocker and doesn't want to see him get hurt on on a personal level either. So yeah, look, rest him, get him healthy, throw lighter in the rotation, see what your freshman's got, move on with your day. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna make the tournament. You're gonna find a way in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be okay. No, I mean you're, it's big big picture again. There's a lot of big pictures there. If if his if his sore Rocker misses seven weeks and Vanderbilt ends up a two seed, healthy in somebody's regional, it'll be fun. Brutal. <laughs> I don't know. Based on what I've heard, I don't know that they have enough pitching to not be a one. Their offense no is not what. very good right now, though. They've got yeah. to figure out hitting a little bit, which they will. It'll get better throughout the year. But I mean, they they should have lost two out of three to Hawaii over the weekend. They they lost one and then hit a walk off three run homer to win with two outs in the ninth, or maybe in the extras. Even I don't know, but either way, lasted bad. Um, and uh, in that one, forgive me if I give Vanderbilt the benefit of the doubt I'm, for as long as possible. Yeah, no, I understand. So. 
continue a little talk about this in a second. First about Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. See everything going on locally this week and every week. Everything from the first Tuesday music series is kicking back off on March the 3rd. There's a Cabernet tasting on March 3rd. Again, we'll miss athletics with a bunch of different things between baseball and basketball this week and much more. So, again, figure out where to uh, where to stay, where to go, what to eat, and more with Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted excuse me, to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Looking to give your employees or clients something beyond the typical koozie? Need awesome marketing swag for your client or potential customer? Dead Soxy has you covered with custom socks. What better way to personalize your company swag than to create a product people will use time and again? Visit DeadSoxy.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, click on the custom socks button, and let them hold your hand through the entire process. Don't worry about not having design skills. Just share your vision with the design team, and they will get to work putting your vision into action. Dead Soxy will create a complimentary digital makeup of your design before any orders are placed. It's time to get customized, so go custom with your friends at Dead Soxy. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with a Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress with less support and durability. But from the twin size to the California King, every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, 100% American-made. The pricing is competitive when compared to the rest of the mattress companies in their tier. And getting this quality of mattress for the money is a fantastic value for the customer. We're going to throw in a podcast discount to make it even better. It's a no-risk decision. Nest and Wild believes in their product so much, they're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress. So try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights. And if you don't like it, you can return it. Nestandwild.com. Order your mattress. Use the podcast code REBEL20 and get 20% off your purchase it's going to arrive at your door in three to five days podcast also brought to you by in-house interior and design 662-681-6241 they're located in tupelo on main street they're also inside sugar magnolia in oxford booth 34 to find them there also uh sorry i call um <clears throat> we'll tell you about one of their new promotions which 20 percent off to anyone who secures a commissioned or one-of-a-kind artwork, design services, new furniture, new lighting fixtures or lamps, rugs or remodeling. They have two contractors with full crews available to do uh, things that would add equity to your home. Also, 20% off these um, dorm room appointments to uh, potentially uh, customize and design dorm rooms on campus. Again, 662-681-6241. Looking over at the East, Kentucky is really bad. Ole Miss is losing SEC games by not playing them. They got swept by UNC Wilmington over the weekend. They've gotten swept by Tulane already this season. Uh, Yeah, they are are a really bad baseball team. Um, I don't know what's happened there. 
they built that stadium then got really bad. Tennessee's twelve and zero. They actually might be legitimate. They've got crochet on Fridays. They, they they might be much better than we're giving them credit for. And then obviously Florida, Georgia, and Vanderbilt all really really good. Um, Georgia swept Georgia Tech over the weekend. Florida's um, undefeated eleven zero and number one in the country at the moment. So yep. South Carolina's very average seven four. They're fine. I think they lost two out of three to Clemson. Um, and the neat thing they do where they play in three different locations over three days. Um, they play at home, away, and on neutral side every year. And I know nothing about Missouri, but they're six and five in the league. What's ULM? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got a week. I got a week before I got to figure that out. Um, ULM. I don't know. What commerce are they in? Sunbelt? Yeah. Is that right? I think so. You're not 100 percent sure? No. I mean, I gave them twenty dollars a long time ago for a t-shirt. Yep. They have the best record in the Sun Belt. There you go. Look at us. Warhawk fever, baby. The Warhawks are nine and two. Nine and two. This season. On our way to the Sugar Bowl. Can you name the other five teams in their division? Not conference division. Uh it's East and West in the Sun Belt. East and West in the Sun Belt. So uh Arkansas State. That is correct. One for one. Um Get your rival out of here and then Oh, Louisiana Lafayette? Yeah. Uh, two for well, two. How about that? Three more. Um, Sunbelt. Sunbelt. Um, I would have no clue about the divisions. I could get a lot of Sunbelt teams, but I wouldn't know how to Sam break them Houston up. Sam Houston State? Um, no, they're in the Southland Conference. Oh. I, knew I, that. Don't, I don't know the rest of the Sunbelt. The rest of the Sunbelt, or the Sunbelt Western Division, is UL Monroe, UT Arlington, oh. Texas State, Little Rock, Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette. Oh. The east of the Sun Belt, which includes a new member this year, a, a baseball power, Coastal Carolina oh, is really? now in the Sun Belt. Um, maybe actually not this year. Might have already been. But anyway, I, I know they won the national title, I think, in the other conference and then moved over, but whatever. Troy, South Alabama, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and Appalachian State. Oh. Those are your Sun Belt programs. Interesting. I know. I know you're I know you're excited. That is. It's exciting. UL Monroe's losses this season are to Southeast Missouri State. They lost one out of three. And to Illinois State, they lost one out of three. Uh, so we've won both series. They've won both series. They've won both uh, midweeks against those dreaded Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Yep. Um, they beat Grambling up three times. Mm-hmm. Got some stuff going on. I think they're having to share their stadium this year with Louisiana Tech. Is that what, what, is that what Tech's doing? Yeah. Tech's I know they must have been on the road. Tech's playing, I think they're playing their home schedule in Monroe because they're having to rebuild after the tornado went through there. Right, yeah. They've, they, they've been a pretty good story. I think they've actually played pretty well and have been kind of yeah. a team talked about a little bit. I'm seeing if they play La Tech. You would think they would at some point, right? Typically don't. It's a weird deal. Between Tech the and Monroe? The two schools just hate each other. Really? Yeah. They, Tech's always... This is the thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tech's... Tech pulls the we have nothing to gain by playing you card. Was oh, it wrong? You're know. tech. Let me say tech for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that you can make the argument Monroe's in the better conference because Conference USA is just weird as hell right now. Tech's yeah. in Conference USA. Yeah. They're not in three, by the way. Playing Tech. Yeah, they've played all road games except they listed as a home game against Maine, but I have no idea where that game was. Maybe it's in Monroe, as Probably you said. Monroe. Yeah, I don't know. 
That's know. a tough card in all seriousness when your stadium gets destroyed and you have to go on the road to play all the time. They lost two out of three at Troy, and then they lost um, a midweek to LSU. Oh, someone's saying Tech is playing at Ruston High School. Oh. A lot of magic familiar on that with that field. field a lot you? of magic on that field, baby. That makes more sense, though. Yeah. I, I, well, it does. I mean, yeah, sure. logistically, having, that makes tons more sense. But having to drive 35 miles each way to play a baseball that game. Would, I mean, Alabama did it. They played in Hoover for a year. Yeah. While they were rebuilding uh, Sewell Thomas. That is true. But, and Tuscaloosa to Hoover's good 45-minute drive. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Um, Three of the top four teams in the country per uh, Baseball America are in the um, SEC. You Florida don't say. One, Vanderbilt to three, Georgia four. What a shot. UCLA at five, Texas Tech at two. It seems like it's the same programs over and over and over again, like, like other sports. You know, it's the thing, it's the thing. Yep. Parody, not really a, not really a deal here. You could, the SEC will be. You could have dropped fine. somebody down ten years ago and said, "Hey, here's the thing. Just give me in, in, in I know it's I know it's 2010, but in 2020, give me the top 25 college baseball teams in the country or college football teams in the country for that matter. You'd get more than half correct. Of course, just taking a shot. Of course, you might be a little surprised by a couple things, but otherwise, eh, okay. Yeah, it's very predictable. Um. Baseball America keeping LSU in. Actually, I saw where they fell out of the perfect game, top 25. A um, little bit of benefit of the doubt there that they figure it out. But LSU does this a lot. They kind of suck early and then get better. And Yeah. But it they don't impress you much just looking at their roster to me. They don't. It, it does not look like that LSU team where I'm scared of guys necessarily in their roster. It's not as, it's not as dynamic. I say that and they'll end up winning the national title, but kind of the way things are right now not willing to count them out yet but i'm more confident in vanderbilt figuring it out than i am well because they pitch it like that if you pitch it like that you can figure out especially get to omaha and just pitch it anyway yeah Ole miss not built for omaha right now trying to hit the ball at the ballpark that's not the way you went in the college world series <laughs> not to look ahead or anything but just 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 just, just saying <laughs> that should be my question today hey mike yeah. just kind of curious that would go over really well yeah you think your offense is built for the College World Series? I mean, How do you think your team would do at Ameritrade? <laughs> I'd get a really bad eye look. Yeah. Oh, you would deserve it. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't know could ask it and just get a cheery answer. Me, not so much. I'd, I'd, I'd catch a little more brunt of uh, of that one. I'm always jealous of the people he has no idea what their names are or anything. Because they can get away with murder. He's on, nice. On He's nicer. Oh to yeah, them. they can. I mean, they'll ask questions where Brian and I'll both just turn our backs, like, "Oh God!" And then it's like, "Oh, I'm glad you asked." I'm just like, "Come on, Mike. Had I asked that, you'd have thrown something at me." But it's all right. It's fine. He's in a good mood when teams ten and one. So sure. Um, three and one against former assistants. Sure. Um, I'm kidding. That doesn't matter at all. But no, he's got a good team. <laughs> You'd rather be in a situation where they are right now, trying to figure some things out at ten and one, than trying to figure things out at seven and four. Period. I mean, duh, but remains the case. A lot easier to when you have some margin for error to figure some things out. Kentucky's already claimed the SEC title, at least a share of it, something like that. 
You any more believers in them, or you still think they're a Sweet 16, ceiling, Elite 8 kind of team? They have really good guard play. Depends on how they shoot it, which is the story for two-thirds of college basketball. Depends on how they shoot it. They've got yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. There's there's no dominant team in college basketball. Like I watched Duke and Virginia the other night. Virginia beat them. Duke's good, but they're really beatable. Everybody's kind of beatable. Like San Diego State's good, but they got beat the other day, like at UNLV or something. I mean, everybody's just kind of. There's a ton of parity. It'll make the tournament interesting. Interesting. Close. Yeah. Close. Yeah, they'll get their. You know, buzzer beaters and stuff. and The same handful of complete jock-sniffing sports riders will do the, this is the greatest event in American sports. No, it's not. No, it's not. Just because something is dramatic doesn't make it great. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's very social. Yes. On Thursday Hang on, and Friday, I can do social media and bet on this. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. On Thursday whoa, and Friday, whoa. everybody gets to tweet about how their brackets blown up. Yeah. Scheduled tweet. It's become kind of like talking about your fantasy team. Yeah, sure, great. Your yeah, your two seed lost. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Who gives? A- so I think if you can just sort of approach it with that mindset, it's fine. But if the people have to go into it, go, this is the greatest sport ever. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's truly not. The proof of it is that the maybe the best player in college basketball today is the kid at Georgia, and they're not going anywhere. You know, in the old days, and I'm I'm not an advocate for the old days, but in the old days, and Anthony Edwards would have stayed at Georgia three years, and that third year, Georgia would be a damn force just because of him. Anthony Edwards is going pro. He's going to get paid in June, as he should. You know, his game right now is not particularly developed. Just glancing, this means nothing to moving back on. State opens SEC play at home against Arkansas and at LSU. Somebody's going to have a couple losses there early to yeah. recover from. That's how the league works. And then they get Kentucky. So then you get very healthy because they suck. That's how the league works. I mean, if you offered Mike Bianco today 17 and 13 in the league. He, you just take it. He takes it. Yeah. And that, that's, you know. Just four over 500. Just take 16 and 14. If he keeps doing the non-conference thing, probably. History says if you go 16 and 14, you have to win two games in Hoover to host. Well, they typically do well in Hoover. Your problem with that is it would likely put you in a 5 to 12 single elimination game where you probably have a must win on that Tuesday. Yeah. Because you probably can't get a top four at 16 and 14. No, he probably wants to. He probably would. He'd 17 probably, and 13 starts the yes. He probably would roll the dice at 16 and 14. If you offered him 17 and 13 or better, he'd take it. Yeah, you got to take it at that point. Because you're hosting. Especially against that schedule. Well, you're hosting at that point because your RPI at that point would legitimately be a top 10. And RPI. Ole Miss has the type of schedule to screw with some of those forever metrics. Um, yeah. But I still think that, that that one has shown over time it has held up. Auburn a few years ago, it's why – now they were fifteen and fifteen, but they got left out of hosting with a thirteen RPI. More than basketball, conference record does matter in baseball. They look at it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a function. Now, what bothers me about that though is that yeah, it's 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 imbalanced schedules. 
Ole Miss's 15 and 15 would look nothing like State's 15 and 15 because of who they play. I mean, you're talking about a third of the conference. Good luck selling that at the at the Startville Invitational in Hoover in May. Think out at the RVs, I'd have a hard time pulling that one off. I think in the press box, you'd have a hard time getting away with that. Write write that one on, and let's see how that goes over. Stand up on my podium and yeah, and preach. Yeah, see how that goes over. (laughs) I'll tell you, you no, Kentucky was just playing real good that weekend. They they found something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, thanks. State's basketball is really bubbly right now. They've got some wins in the league, but their their net, which is what really matters, is like 50 or 51. They can't stop. I mean, oh, I'm going to tell you this now. People that want something to – if you want to spoil state season. You think I'd do it? Oh, I don't think it. Knock them out. Go in there on Saturday and beat them because Ole Miss's net is like a 91, I think. Wait, I have. I wrote this down. I did. I got it right here. Almost is ninety four in the net as State's of yesterday. State's fifty two. State's State's fifty two. Yeah, they can't lose a home game to the ninety four net team, and Ole Miss won't be much higher than that if they Ole Miss beat. is ninety three this moment. Yeah, Ole Miss can spoil them. They can knock them out. They can end it. Looking for State's net team sheet. Their RPI is 46. They're actually a team where their net's lower than their RPI. That doesn't happen a lot in the league. Um, State, what do they have that's ugly? They have two quad three losses. New Mexico State and Louisiana Tech. And then everything else is fairly There's okay. only four teams in the league that feel good about the tournament right now. Kentucky's in, Auburn's in, LSU's in. Florida's in. Florida's basically in. Their RPI's 33. It's not going to be fun, but they're in. Alabama's got a 40, but they've got losses, and they got to, they got to win games. Arkansas's 46, but they have too many losses. that it's not They're not going to get in. And then you have State, and then everybody else is. South Carolina's an NIT team. Tennessee's an NIT team, and the others are out. Okay. We'll uh, take There's, our, there are yeah. people there are people in the stream that are already lobbying for me to be the one that goes to Hoover. Well, if you'd like to. Someone's gonna have to pay that bill for me, I'm gonna tell you that. Last time I went to Hoover I was banked for one night. I told you you'd be five. home by Thursday, no big deal. Yeah, they don't care. It's I was fine. home on Sunday night. Yeah, I know. Podcast brought to you in part by Mastercuts Lawn and Landscape from Lawn Care throughout northern Mississippi, but also custom playgrounds, retaining walls, pool decks, outdoor living spaces, with paper patios, forestry mulching, and more of the patch or dream backyards. Easier than you think with Mastercuts. Let's go Mastercuts.com for a free quote or the same free quote at 662-607-7773. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust, uh, Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Mentioned you heard about them on the podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fee. We're also brought to you by Soul Spa. I mean, I'm sorry, about Weston Jackson, which is home to Soul Spa. It's also home to Estelle Wine Bar and Bistro. 
It's a Marriott property in downtown Jackson, a great place for you to stay, whether you're going through Jackson on business or whether you just need a weekend to recharge your batteries. Recommend the Westin Jackson, downtown Jackson. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Given all of the coronavirus scares and all of those things out there, if you're booking a trip right now, you want to book it through a professional. You want to make sure that you've got travel insurance. You want to make sure that you're going someplace that is safe. You want to make sure that uh, you're covering all your bases. I would recommend John Edwards. He's traveled the globe for more than 37 years. He uh, is part of Virtuoso. He really knows what he's doing. And All you have to do is you give him a call. You give him some parameters, you give him a budget, and he will give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. When you call OUB, you speak directly with the live person. No 10 buttons to push, no five minutes to wait. Also is home to the absolute best cash checking accounts called Casasa. And with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. To learn more about OUB, check out liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is based on decades of wealth management experience, and they've seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence, uh, and their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. So whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking and cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. 901-365-3447 or email ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. Everybody knew he was probably going to do this, but uh, since we spent some time on it last week, uh, Deontay Wilder has exercised his right to an immediate third fight with Tyson Fury. It's going to be another paycheck for him, if Sir. nothing else. Uh, the plan is for the fight to take place July 18th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Said that there were a couple different options. It had to be in Vegas, New York, or L.A., but that that time of year with sports being kind of in a dead period, Vegas made the uh, most sense for a couple different reasons, and that's why that date is there. So, July 18th? Uh, yeah. Oh. July 18th. Good time to do it. Yeah. Um, You'll own the sports you got a week there. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll own it because there's nothing going on. Uh, NFL training camps won't have opened. Uh, You're doing nothing but Major League Baseball at that point. Yeah, NBA free agency is basically over by then. Um, college football, the media days are kind of going, but that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. 
because of Fury winning the last fight, he gets 60% to Wilder's 40 of whatever proceeds or however they figure out money for this. It was 50-50 last fight. 60-40 for, uh, for this one. So They're both going to walk out with some coin. Going to have some coin at the end of this, and this will be it one way or the other. Nobody fights a fourth time. so No. Nobody yeah. wants to watch a fourth fight. Yeah, you're done now. Frankly, I don't, I don't know that I'm as interested in three. I mean, okay, but I got to have a reason to think other than just a lucky trip hammer that well, we know he'll two wear, doesn't happen. He'll wear a lighter suit on well, his so way. That's a lot of it right there. So, hey. Going to have to become a better boxer. Yeah, Fury outboxed him badly. Figure out a way to not be scared of the right hand, and that's what Wilder has is a right hand. Yeah. Hell of a right hand, but nonetheless. Fury's so big. Such a big person. You don't hit him just right with it. Still, yeah. Getting tons of social media play. Coworker sent it to us this morning. Mike Trout hitting a golf ball at Top Golf last night. Yes, I saw this. It was very good. I mean, yeah, he, I'm professional athlete hits golf ball. Didn't he slice way. it though? He looked like he hit a really bad hook. Yes, um, oh. he's right-handed. It went left. Okay. Um, I didn't, a slice is this. Yeah, gotcha. I didn't watch it 25 times or anything, but it looked like it did go left. I guess my point is, should we be shocked? That the best hitter in, 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 in professional sports history potentially can hit a golf ball a long way? I mean, I, I would have been more shocked had he dribbled the thing across the thing. I mean, I'm sure that if he stopped playing baseball and dedicated his life to just hitting drives, he would probably be one of the top ten like drivers. Like drive champion th- yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, he probably would be one of the top ten long drive people in the world. Seriously. He hits a moving ball for a living a long way. Stands to reason that he can hit a stationary ball a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you take the nuance out of golf and you're not trying to place it, you're just hit the damn thing as far as you can. My he money's can figure on, out a way to do that. And he dedicated himself to it. My money would be on him. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I just saw all this, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like, what What? would you expect? I would yeah, have been surprised if he didn't hit it like that. Yeah. Now, I don't know how far it actually went. The angle was at a, at a spot where it's hard to tell. Because any solid contact is going to look like a rocket leaving leaving the club face. Right. But I mean he clearly hit the hell out of it. Um I think somebody said the nets at top golf are two eighty, but it went left, so I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I don't I don't I don't know. Did they keep it inside the net? I thought it went over the net left. I thought, again, I've not sat down and analyzed this thing. But I, I thought it went over net left. I hate to live around there knowing Mike Trout was Hitting golf balls. Oh, somebody says only two twenty. We'll see. Now, now, I mean, they crushed it. I mean, look, don't no, 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 me wrong, but it didn't go four fifty. Is my point? Like, right, right. No, I mean, I think if someone the like, net is very high. That's a good point. That is a very high net. What? Oh, I don't. Again, I'm not arguing at all. I'm. I'm. I mean, I was watching uh, on the Cubs YouTube thing. Chris Bryant was playing. Shocker, Chris Bryant's really good at golf. Whether at 10. Mm-hmm. They're professional athletes. That's why I giggle at like some of the... <laughs> we were having this discussion with some of the parents of the soccer thing over the weekend. The people that do all the travel sports and the stuff. 
you're not going to train your kid to become an elite athlete. Nope. Doesn't work like that. You don't know that. I do. You can train your kid to become a better player, but you're not going to train him or her to become an elite athlete. That was decided at conception. Yeah. Carson can get out in the driveway and go to the gym 10 hours a day. He could abandon school and do nothing but basketball train. He would become a better player. Not going to become an NBA player. My uh, former pro-am partner won his first PGA Tour event yesterday. Oh, um, saw that. Yeah, you know, I sent him a tag. We exchanged yeah, some stuff. I'm sure, y'all it was, did. It was, it, was, it, was, it was great. He doesn't really speak English, but it was fine. We, we. When did you pick up Mandarin? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! That's not his language. Is That's it not. That is rude. What's he speak? I don't know, but he's he's Korean. It's not Chinese. Oh, okay. Um, what do Koreans speak? Korean. I don't know. Do they have is Korean a language? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm I have no idea. <laughs> yes, yeah, there. Yeah, there. It is, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, now you're making me wonder. But yeah, live stream help him here. Somebody with some more worldview than Neil and myself. I can't speak it, so what difference is it? What what he speak? Like I don't know. He his English was enough to have limited conversation, but multiple times he would kind of look at me and go, "Yes, it's a language." I thought so. I was just really confused with Neil. Yes, it's a language. See? Okay, um, I didn't say that it wasn't. I asked. Mandarin's was, a language too. Good job. No, I knew Mandarin Candy's was a language. Is a language. Good job. Yeah. So. He, he he would look at me though occasionally and just look at me and go little English little English like I'd get way too carried away for him and I'd have to kind of pull it back and and, and whatever but um uh, he's an interesting guy because he lives out of a hotel he doesn't he still has not bought property in the, in the United States even though he's played on the PGA tour his family travels with him everywhere he goes and he just plays golf he never stops if there is a tournament that week he is playing it. So he just goes to wherever the next tournament is, stays in a hotel all week, finds a golf course that will house him if he has a week off for a week and let him practice there, and then just keeps moving on. That's what he does. It's a little bit of their culture, but I mean, it's just it's it, it's 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 robotic. I mean, I mean, um, he's a guy that is probably going to make I mean tens of millions of millions of millions of dollars over the course of his PGA Tour career. Probably so. Yeah, I mean he's he's really, really, really good. Um, so anyway, uh, all right, let's see. The Bachelor thread starting to pick up some steam on the message board too, so we're converting people over there as well. It's a good hook for them to go older. See what happens. A little different. Take a year. See. Sure. Take a season. Well, after this goes. past season, anything's going to be an improvement. The next person's better than Peter, no matter what. Yeah. Happens. Bless his heart. Really bless his heart. A little bit. He walked into yeah, it. He did. I is mean, the finale tonight. I think it's tonight's the women tell all, which means oh. the women don't tell much. But we'll have a cat fight. Yeah, that's very overplayed. Yeah. So Chris Chris Harrison earns his money on tonight because he's got to be a good interviewer and get to the drama and stuff. Okay. All right. I, I streamed all of Love Is Blind. I finished it. I don't really love myself much for it. Would you watch a season two? Yeah. Okay. That was where I was going with that. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd hate myself the whole time, but I'd watch it. It was pretty cringy. God, it was rough. Yeah, I refuse. Sorry. Okay. 
All right, back tomorrow with another edition of the show. Some stuff at rebelgrove.com, baseball, recruiting, um, whatnot. So we'll uh, talk to you then. Have a good day. Be safe.